coming out the jacket Cause we're turning up the heat I wanna see you clapping when you get about to see It's time to make it happen when we hit these streets I'm coming in hot and I can't be beat Watch out now Welcome everybody, it's episode 63, we're live on Agency Phonics. I'm here today with Dan Pritchard, from, uh, who's the CEO of Program Agency. We'll get to you in a moment, Dan. Um, first of all, just a quick couple of messages uh, just to give you. First of all, just a reminder that the audiobook for agents, the, the revised version of Agency Phonics is now live on Audible, on um, uh, Apple Books, and... Of course, the book is available on Amazon as well. Uh, Agency Coin, probably the reason for my husky voice this morning. We had the launch party for Agency Coin last night. For those of you in the community, if you purchase Agency Coin, you get access to loads of exclusive benefits and VIP events like the drinks event last night. Um, and just lastly uh, and finally, as you know, we run Agency uh, Nomics, the community, on a not-for-profit social enterprise basis. And a lot of the the work that's done in the community is, is time given up by experts, volunteers. And so we are really grateful for people who help us support that community. And, and I want to say a massive thank you today to a new sponsor that we've managed to, to bring in uh, and Sante Group, who uh, have just been really, really supportive of us. So they are helping us fund the, all of the pro bono, all of the work we do. Um, so I'm, I'm truly grateful for them. So if, if you are an agency, and uh, you are thinking about your people in your team, uh, their health care, the benefits that you uh, the support benefits that you offer them, you know, lifestyle benefits, uh, all of that stuff. Please check out um, it's nugentsante.com. I'll put the link in the notes. Uh, but if you're in the community, look for a guy called David Booth. Um, so that's my plug for them. But also, you know, it's more of a kind of a thank you because they are helping us create the show and keep everything going which is which is vitally important um so here we go i'm this is my favorite subject dan today we're talking about communities and you know i i keep reading all the time articles around saying you know um uh, first of all you know uh, all businesses today you know should be community led and i and i just as a background i remember um I remember sort of a few years ago, I think by accident, really, more than anything, we, we realized um, that that actually there were a lot of agencies out there who were kind of helping each other. And our first venture into communities was, you know, to, to set one up. And it it was done as a, a good peer to peer support system. And actually, who would have really believed the impact that it had on us? Obviously, when we wrote the book. It's very difficult to manage all of the people coming in, contacting you and asking you other questions. But creating a, a community for us was a, a great way to bring everyone together. Uh, and so we've had a wonderful experience having communities. Uh, but you, you're also a pro at this. And I'm particularly interested, obviously, with from your side of things, because you are an agency. Um, how, you know, how is a community you know, impacted your business. And, and I wonder also between us, if we can figure out what different types of approaches agencies could take around communities. So, um, yeah. So tell us about your, your community experience as an agency. Yeah. Hi, morning, Spencer. And thanks so much for having me on. Um, so, yeah, I think I went for a mind shift change when setting up an agency uh, with, with, with friends 10 years ago. The first two years, I think we kind of made it because we went a little head down and we were working inside the business. And then I'm going to start putting my hand up for help, like finances. I don't know how to use a spreadsheet. You, know, you put your hand up for help and, and you get bombarded with people, right? So uh, that led me on a bit of a journey to realize, you know, to start to explore what's happening in the outside world around your business and realize you want a space, a safe space, where you can talk to other people who've been on the journey. That is as simple as that. And, and then I looked around and couldn't quite find something. Uh, so we tried a few different things. We went to some things. We started running our own things. We run a, a little organization called Fast Track to Growth, which had 200 companies kind of go through that with partners, just get business people together and just go on that journey with them. And that kind of faded away, as sometimes these things do. But what that made me realize was... It's like, kind of like, it feels like that was almost more like bringing a, a group of people together for sort of networking. Like almost like networking groups feels like almost like foundation of a community yeah that was sort of phase one almost and that was a starting yeah. point and some things worked well some things didn't we did some events you know and some things sort of, and it kind of ran its course and it wasn't quite the right community for us uh, and what have you but it was really good learning and then as an agency again tech southwest was just 
you know, we, we're quite good at building communities for our brands. You know, we're not hard sell people. You know, we're, we're, we're people people. You know, we work in a tech space, a lot of program, but we're not the techies. You know, we're the human people. We ask questions. We're curious. So if you want to reach out to people and connect and, and understand and, and, you know, you've got to do that around something that's, that's good for them, not for you, actually. So Tech Southwest was just, it's just a, well, we had a company that came down from London. They've been working with Tech City, moved to Exeter Science Park, asked to be introduced to the regional cluster, and there wasn't one. There was Tech Exeter, there was Tech Spark in Bristol. That's about it in those days, software Cornwall. So we went around and talked to people. So, you know, do you think this is a good idea? We're, we're communication experts. We could probably build something together, but only if you're interested, if you want it. And some people said, nah, we'll never talk to each other. Bristol, Bath, Exeter, Plymouth, Cornwall, and the rest of the world. But a lot of people said, yeah, actually. And I thought it was going to be about building a brand. But what everyone said, this is pre-COVID, just, just join the dots. Let's just work out who we are. Just help us join the dots. You know, the Southwest is a, where we're based. It's a long, thin region. And so we did that, went on that journey, and then COVID happened. And of course, COVID, everyone was sent home. All the barriers collapsed in the way you were. So Bristol, Bath, Cornwall, everyone across the region was in the same room having conversations online. And we were the only regional organization in the tech sector able to deliver that at scale. So membership shot up into thousands. We started getting partners like Microsoft and Deloitte and everything else. It was like, whoa, this is interesting. So here's an agency, Southwest-based, you know, going on our journey, trying to grow, work out who we are. And we're running a community, really helping people that is starting to run business programs, annual awards, putting out insight reports. Uh, and, and it made me realize what we're doing is we're building a, a company, but we're also building our own community, but not for ourselves, but we're just one player. And how many members did you sort of start off with in the community? What would you say the kind of initial amount was? And how many years ago was it now? Five years. Uh, and we started, it was probably like, we got up to, you know, a few hundred fairly quickly, three, four hundred. Okay. You know, you know, three, three, yeah, yeah, because because the local clusters were already there. And what we did is we didn't want to do it in an aggressive way. We just, you know, all the existing tech clusters at a local level, how can we help you? We just didn't go in saying, this is us, join us. We said, what do you need? And they said, well, a lot of our events on a Thursday night in Plymouth, actually, it'd be really good to try and get some people down from across from Exeter or, or you know, vice versa we join up you know specific yeah. sub subjects in the eye blockchain you know, the people will be out there so actually just helping the local clusters connect and, and bring people in that's how we started to just people realize actually if you can be the joining yeah. the dots organization at scale you know so we just listened and it was a bit of a winding road it wasn't very this is a business plan for us it wasn't this is a yeah. community that's really interesting let's explore it and see what happens yeah i think that's that's i mean that, i would definitely want to come on to that in a moment because i think um, I think communities have to be built for the right reasons. And I, and I, I, I mean, I do think, and this may be a bit of a sweeping statement, but I think, you know, the, the tech world, and I also think the, I mean, when I think back to when I started, you know, my agency 23 years ago, um, you know, there was no support. There were no communities. There was, there was small networking groups around, but, but often not that large. And sometimes, you know, and, and they were some regional, of course, but but there wasn't a, a, anything I would describe to be anything wise a community. The forward the clock to sort of, you know, 20, you said five years ago, I, I'd probably say certainly around the kind of 2013 to 15 mark, suddenly started to see people almost sort of, you know, networking groups sort of starting to take shape of community. We had things like WeWork as well coming out and building. And of course, they were quite tech centric. So, I think the tech community has been a lot, almost been very good at sort of setting the benchmark for how these things are done, because I guess a lot of them need to raise money and they didn't know how to do that. So they would come together and share each tips and stuff. And I think agencies, you know, we did it first when we set up Agency Collective and now we have Agencynomics. Uh, and in a way, the, the agency world's done it well. And I started like Soho House is probably another example. So creative industries have now come together. And I think it's like it's becoming there's definitely more of a movement around communities. It's whether it's your customers or your or your the, the skill, the, the skill set, maybe that like the communities of artists or communities of business owners. It, But yours is quite interesting because yours is geography based and almost yeah. technology based. You've got a slightly alternative. Yeah, and, and that kind of so geography based, but we don't care. You know, anyone can be part of it. And we just we just blur the boundaries. And if, and if you think about it, setting something up around tech. You know, because who, who isn't a tech company, right? You know, think about the Southwest, you know, in Bristol, where there's creative companies, there's hospitality, tourism, all those things, you know, it's, it's quite a good one to start with because yeah. actually we're all on that tech journey all the time, or we should be. Um, but I think you're right, tech is, because they have this kind of 
ladder, you know, early stage, pre-seed, startups, scaling up. So yeah. there are, they are needing other people, other advice, wanting to learn from each other. You know, um, we've got Bristol Tech Festival happening this week. I'm in Bristol. We've got our startup day happening. We've got 40 people in a room, two, two doors away. You know, we're in a community building and that's the community going on right now. And I can't wait to, you know, I know 20% of the people in the room already, but the others I don't, you know, and that's really exciting for me as, a, as an agency founder to start to talk to these companies and what, what stage they're at. Let's connect, just listen and learn from them. So I, I love it because, um, you know, I've realized during COVID, the world is a small place, you know, and actually the Southwest is, just, is, a, is a small place. And, and the UK is a small place if you can find the right like-minded people. So, um, I think going on that journey is is um, I, I, just, I just I just love it because it's um, you know the challenge is how do you run an agency and a community at the same time without you know we, we get all sorts of oh get involved in this get involved in this skill strategy get involved in this or you know and we've I've had some really good learnings around that because, you know part of the agencyomics you know approach is don't 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 get sidetracked don't go off on a side that leads you down a, a, a rabbit warren, you know. So, so that I'm very mindful of that because, and that's why Texas West has to, has to grow and have different people. Even now, we've got a leadership team, we've got you know, a kind of leadership group and other things. So, I'm just one cog in that now. I think that's a really interesting point. I think, um, you know, yes, if you are an agency and you're thinking about maybe creating a community for uh, around, you know, it could be, I mean, I'll give a couple of examples, other things I've seen, Dan. Um, <clears throat> but one one client um, of mine uh, works in the charity sector and started and realised that actually there was very little peer support for marketing managers uh, or marketing roles within charities. They created a community, invited people in, and and actually, you know, like on one hand, it's quite clever because obviously, ultimately, you're meeting people that maybe your target audience, but. That not that they ever set it up for that. You know, they were solving a problem of really how do they help and support, you know, charitable and how do they help, you know, uh, those individuals get peer support, network, um, learn and share information between each other. Um, and uh, but but is it a distraction? I think oh, it's funny because I recently put together a new sort of marketing strategy. And in the strategy document, I actually put I actually said community based marketing probably should be at the heart of any b2b service business now and there's a lot of people really sort of saying that's you know key now when you're scaling a business community but for me i think as long as it's at the heart of your marketing strategy um to have a community i think maybe it's not like a side hustle because i think in your cases that's the that's the thing is is it a separate business that you're running or is it actually really maybe something that you're you know, you're running as part of your marketing strategy or even not even your marketing strategy, just maybe just generally your, you know, your, you know, your, um, what's the word I'm kind of looking for? Just maybe your, 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 your pay it forward, like with us. Cause for us, it's like, it's not really marketing. A lot of people say, oh yeah, it's really clever. You've got a community, but we don't use it for marketing. We know we, we help other people, we support other people. Yeah. Have we had business from it? I think we might have done, but it's not the main driver for us. It, it's, yeah actually just doing good stuff yeah. and building agree it also makes you different because you know you sit in a world of agencies or others and, and you know if you do something different you're going to get noticed and recognized doing something different so well, you know we're the agency that's yeah. really good at insight reports or we're the agency that once a year does this or we're the agency that runs a really interesting community you know i think you know you want to have something you know agencies are full of creative people so you've got to demonstrate that and we're and we're all about communicating so again you've got to demonstrate that so for, for us it's like well we don't need to, it's not a marketing um, platform. It's a platform to, for people to come together and do good. And through that, we get to meet people, and, and we're yeah. probably subtly showing that we're really good at, at comms and marketing and, and brand. Um, but 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 that's there just in the mix. But you know, it's there as it's almost as an afterthought, just by building something that actually is meaningful. Yeah. And, um, works. Think, so um, one of the um, you, you probably know um, Ash Phillips. Um, is, do you know it's different now? He was Yenna before. Do you, do you know Ash? No, no. Based in Bristol. I know, you know, it's your part of the world. Yeah. And he, he gave me a really good piece of advice. Um, and uh, he's much younger than me. And I quite like how he's my younger mentor. And he said to me, because when Agency Nomics, the book got, well, we just found it, it's a bit like, I guess, if you're, a, if you're any business and you have a large audience, you know, um, and you're trying to kind of find a way to manage them. And I said to him, look, I'm struggling to manage everything, all the comms, and I'd like to, 
you know, do it also because the pandemic, you were right. I mean, it was like people needed help and we needed to find a way to not just help one person, but share that same piece of information with hundreds, right? You know, so so I think the um he 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 said to me, he said the most important thing if you're gonna set this community up is to create values. Uh, and like a kind of, you know, he said it's making sure that the people in the community have shared. Do you guys have values in your community? Is there like a a, a rule set or a guide or a kind of a code of conduct or anything like that? Uh, yeah, loose, I suppose. You know, I think we have values, but I don't. We've never really uh, codified it at this stage. You know. Yeah, um, and is there criteria to to qualify to be in Texas? No, no. I mean, it's, it's almost like self um, self qualified because people say, "Yeah, but what is the Southwest or, or what is tech?" And I'm like, "It's up to you. If you think you want to be part of it, yeah. be part of it. If not, you know." And we've had blockers. We've had people who. You know, we've had big institutions and organisations who's like, well, what is this? You know, why should we be part of that? So, well, this is what we do. If you want to be part of it, great. You know, get involved as much as you want. The more you put in, the more you get out. If not, we'll just keep going. You know, we stayed away from, we've, we've deliberately stayed away from government, for example. We just didn't want to get involved. You know, you think about how government works. And, 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 you know, so so build, put, if you put the tech founder, entrepreneur at the heart of it, build, build it around that, that was our thing, you know, you know to the point where, uh, we, you know, we ran a startup studio during COVID. So actually, uh, there's a gap. No one, all the loads of stuff was stopping. We could run a virtual accelerator. We know the people, you know, uh, program can do the marketing, the marketing that we could bring with other people. Went to all the councils, to me some money for this. You know, this is crisis time. You've got these early stage startups in their bedrooms. You know, they're just going to be, a, it's just not going to happen for them. And they all said no. So we said 20 companies went through that and, and they've raised 1.5 million, eight of those companies between them because it's coming out of that program, you know, yeah. and that's bonkers, you know, and then they're all friends of ours now and they're going on their journey and some will win, some won't, some will, you know, so, I th you know, uh, I can't remember the original question, but, you know, that, that, Ash was sort of, I think, it, it, I mean, in some ways I took his advice and we created some values for our community and I, I found that, in the early days, there were definitely some people who, let's say, saw the community as more of an exploitative opportunity for them. And so yeah. we were kind of like very quickly having to understand that, you know, we had to try and get the right type of people into the community. And in fact, a lot of people do come up to us and say, what's really nice is everyone's really nice in your community. And and it's quite hard, like, um, sometimes to police it, but it's trying to make sure that everyone lives up to the values and and also it's quite hard to manage that because you, you know, you want to make yeah, sure yeah. that, you know, people feel like a bit like your team, you know, you want to be part of a similar culture with similar yeah. beliefs and a similar mindset. A really good yeah. And, and as long as that, we got approached, you know, you get to a certain scale, we started talking to some big global corporations, you know, American based tech companies saying, oh, yeah. we love what you're doing. We can run a lot of programs for you. Uh, we're not going to pay you any money. Uh, and of course, you, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be, you know, your, all your members are going to love it. Like, okay, well, come and talk to us in the southwest. You know, you're, you're, this is just part of your region, UK. Yeah, oh, I can't. I'm in Spain. It's like, well, you're not going to be part of this community then. It's just not going to work. No. And we've got existing partners running things at a local level, built up from the grassroots. If it doesn't fit in with that, we're not interested. You know, uh, you know, and, and some people have got that. You know, we've got Microsoft as a partner. The first thing they did was like, let's just talk to your members. Let's set up some virtual roundtables and listen to what your companies need right now rather than assume that it's going to be this block or this block. You know, that Microsoft have got a lot of free training that they can put through the Southwest. But, but so they started the last year listening to people. But others, big players, have said, this is the program. You're going to love it because we've got a, we're a massive brand. Imagine the kudos yeah. you guys. And we're like, that doesn't fit with the community. It doesn't fit with the values. So thank you, but no thanks. You know, which is hard when sometimes there's, there's, you know, there is kudos attached to it. But actually, it's totally the right thing to do for the community. So we're kind of learning, I suppose, around some of those things, you know. And that means people have come in and think of it as a sales thing, but it's but it's not, and they're quickly kind of found out, really. Yeah, and I think people, most people, kind of, you know, they <clears throat> they're aware of, of people like that, and you know, but it's but for us, we've tried to we've tried to protect the community. We tried to make sure people live up to the values, and you know, and and it, and it's. I do. I think generally, I would encourage it. I think it was wise words from Ash. I think I'm grateful that he gave them to me because I, I still get nice comments now from people saying, "Oh, everyone's really nice in there," and it, and it kind of, you know, lots humans are all very different. But yeah. just trying to make sure that, you know, generally, it's not 
you know, an at-all cost community. It's not everyone in there is, you know, trampling on people, exploiting people. We, we have like a no sales rule in the community. You're not allowed to sell to anyone. Yeah. And we won't even let people in now that have side hustles that sell to agencies because it's like, a you know, they're trying to get in the back door and trying to sort of sell to people. It's trying to, you know, and let people slip through the net and we have to manage that. But it's, I think it's important to try and protect the culture a little bit. Yeah. When you you know, those first people who join and get involved, so important, you, you know, because you, you can try and set anything up, but it's low because they're the people who other people talk to. You know, I didn't find out about agencynomics through agencynomics, like, you know, the, the founders. I found it through agency people talking about it. And I thought, what is this? Yeah. The book. Like, Look. Oh, right. Go and see Spencer at a, it was a Light Minds event, or, you know, Ideas Festival a few years back. So you sort of, and, and actually just setting it right around the values and the kind of things you're doing, because you can't control a lot of that. You've got it by doing that. People who experience that, they are your advocates, aren't they? They're the ones who spread the word and you know, they get it, they're gonna find like-minded people with similar values. So I think those first sort of you know agencies setting up communities, it is important to go over that frame of mind because those first people are so important and listening to them because yeah. they're the ones who it's gonna fly or not based on them. Yeah, no, you said you said a couple of things very interesting. Um <clears throat> first of all, um you know, um, you get out what you put in. And I want to come on to that in a second. But first of all, as you probably, you know, most people listen to the show have heard me speak, you know, whenever we do our new business, lead generation, you know, where do the best leads come from? Time and time again, it comes from ultimately people's network. You know, I think, uh, you know, the, the old adage, you know, your 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 network is your net worth. And, and I think that because we are people business, because we need to build chemistry and trust um, and, you know, referrals are a key part of our business. You know, so the networking is is one of the most important things. You know, it's not the only thing, but it's one of them. And it's what's very clear to me is that for you, the community has helped you build a network ultimately. You know, you have now built a huge amount of connections and contacts yeah. in, in your industry, which you may have been harder to have done if you just kind of gone out piecemeal, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean... There's not many agencies that have broken out of Esther to become national. Organic have done it. Um, Very true, really yeah. Well. Uh, but, but not many others. So it's like, do we, you know, and we had a decision to make in terms of the rebrand and everything else to programs all part of that. Do we want to sit there as a local agency just doing a bit of generalist, but we're not going to go anywhere? You know, that's one option. Or no, we've got to hone in on something, really know what we're good at, clear away a lot of the clutter uh, and go big. And actually, you know, program as part of that, starting to get some national clients as part of that, and running a the Tech Southwest. And I know it's, it's still based in Southwest, but you know, I've been in Bristol. This is day four uh, this week. You know, we've run seven events. We've had over three hundred people. Um, wow. Startup day, scale up day, go global day. We're doing you know got, got retro gaming arcade stuff this afternoon. You know, eating last night with investors, quiz the investors. You know that as for an extra-based agency of ten people. You know, yeah. that's um, that's we're heading in the right direction. And you know, and if you look at our in terms of, you know, so we're part of Agents and Awaits. We use the pipeline uh, methodology in terms of where to up. So we track where our leads come from now, and we yeah. know we're slightly above the average in terms of, you know, the networking events, social thought leadership, because we run Tech Southwest, and of course, you know, three of our last five uh, clients, you know, all in the tech space, pretty much, um, have all been people that we've already known through the tech yeah. community. You know, yeah, see, you don't, you know, you haven't, I bet you haven't even sold to those people. Those people just no. discovered you from the community and have approached you, and that's the beauty of yeah. this. You know, yeah. it's and you get to know people, you know, and if you can, if you get to people like the if you can say, you know, you know, your website, your brand is a bit shit, actually. You know, you know, and in your space, you know, actually, you could really do an amazing thing, you know, just by doing X, Y, and Z. You know, you can't do that when you're going into when you're. One of four, one of shortlist coming in. To, you know, we do some of that as well. But actually, to know people well enough over a few beers and, and, and just get to know who they are, you know, they get to know you. You can cut to the chase sometimes. You know, and if and, and so it can be like, what you're almost saying here is that you know, actually, the community creates much less competitive new business opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Which is if you can be the only one in the room or only, only a couple of you, and and, and also. It's fine if it doesn't work out because you know because it's and it's also a big community, three thousand members. You know we're you know a certain size agency going on a growth journey, which is great. So we it's not we don't need to dominate that that community. We just need to make it happen and help it. 
and that's that's fine for, for, for growing and now we're in Bristol we've got some team members now in Bristol as well as Exeter and we're and starting to get some bigger 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 brands and clients you know so for us you know finding a community agency nomics at the same time as building our own community has been absolutely brilliant because it's it, it given us the rigor to kind of put some things in practice which is able to sort of uh underpin some of our work in the community but not to the detriment of the community because you know it, but you know it does help it really helps you know be a fun exciting way we get to work with tech brands which is quite cool so. um do people pay to be a member of tech southwest no no I mean, you're there's Tech Southwest and Tech Southwest Plus. So it's free for everyone as individuals. And if you want to join as an organization, then you do. So we launched that earlier this year. You know, we've, we've done everything the wrong way around. We didn't launch it. You know, the company started asking us to join en masse. You know, so we said, well, let's work out something of value. So thinking about COVID, you know, we run a tech hub pass that gets your employees into 14 tech hubs across the Southwest and, and an embassy in London type, you know, place. That's the kind of value, you know, once you've got scale of the community, you can then turn around to partners and others. So, so yeah, we do, we do the pay piece as well. Um, you know, as long as it funds itself, uh, that's all it needs to do, really. Um, yeah. So, so but and, yeah, no, that's never been the driver. Yeah, and so when I, when I sort of take a step back and I look at the different types of communities that, that maybe I see, and there's probably, you know, many more, I think the first thing I like about communities is, and I, I you know, you often hear about, you know, I mean, I'm quite a big fan of flat organisational structures generally in business. I try to try to remove hierarchies and you know communities really kind of uh, sort of almost like reflect that model because you know it's a group of people who are empowered it's not you know it's individuals it's not there's no you know control going on in there it's you, you talked about you get out what you put in it's much more kind of uh you know very much probably sure give and take environment and I think you know when we go back to we go back in history and you go back to kind of you know the early uh the early tribes out there, you know, I believe they were very egalitarian. They were very a lot flatter than people think they were, you know. Um, and I do, I quite like the fact the community does that. I think it, you know, it has a, a cause or a purpose often behind it. You know? Mm. you know, for us, it's to support the now, next, and future of of agencies. You know, for you, it's you know, you're you're supporting the the, the people who work in tech, you know, mm. and give them access to other people for peer learning support. You do these events. You've got you know a fantastic support network there we know we both don't charge money so it you know it gives people a way to get stuff for free which is which is good you know um but when I, then you kind of get you get paid memberships you get kind of you know some people charge and i guess in some ways i'm quite jealous sometimes because i think you know whilst i like to not charge because i think we get a more diverse membership by not putting barriers up obviously you get more money coming in, then you can actually do great things like recruit more resource to support and help and those types of things. But yeah. what I've also, and then, so then you have paid membership. Then, then the other thing, Dan, is I see like the trade bodies. I don't know whether you're a member as an agency of any trade bodies, but, um, but the trade bodies are almost also like a community. Like they represent a certain type of agency in a certain type of space. And over the years, I did a lot, a lot of work with trade. When I had my agency, I was always, you know, sitting on a board of, you know, a trade body or, or something. And, but you said something that I really liked, which was you get out what you put in, because I always felt like I paid my membership um, in those situations. But often I was having to give, I was then having to give loads into the community to really ever see any kind of value back. And it's not that necessarily I'm a, you know, I'm not a taker, so I don't, I, I don't mind giving and helping people, but, but, sometimes the, the balance may feel like it's a little bit, you know, like you're paying money, you're having to support and help. And, and actually, is this actually doing something positive? Is it having a good impact on your business or you or your learning, or whatever it is? So I guess my question to you is, when you said before you get out what you put in, I think when you're in a community, I'm right, you know, people can't just turn up and just expect things to happen, right? I mean, that's the truth of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, you, you meet all sorts of people, you know, there's, there's the tech companies themselves, there's professional services, there's all the other sort of suppliers, I suppose, who are sort of, you know, in the mix there. And, you know, there's, there's ones that contact us all the time about this, looking for this kind of thing, want to do that, can we introduce me to so-and-so? So, well, why just come along to something first and just get a feel for it, you know? Uh, you know we can send you to loads of people, but it's not going to work for you because you're not part of the community, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's you know, just a guy, agency guy, who just, just moved down from London, 
uh, into Bristol, um, specialised uh, unseen agency, specialised in blockchain. Uh, and he's like, oh my God, this, you know, just moved down, a two-year-old, got, got them in nursery, we found a place, and we just stepped into this world of, of, of Bristol Tech Festival and Tech Southwest and Tech Spark. And he's like, bloody brilliant. And it's like, you know, and I thought, we got chatting, and I mentioned agencynomics and a few other things. And it's like, they're the people that come in sort of wide-eyed and sort of, what is this all about, actually? They're, they're, the, they're the ones who, who kind of come and get it, you know, and there's others who kind of want to jump to something uh, quite quickly. And it's like, well, just come along, or just, you know, we do this, we do that, yeah. just get a feel first. So, you know, which is not, which is different to a hard and fast sort of business development strategy. It's not, it's a community. And I think for agencies, you know, communities, whether it's contributing to communities in your area, your specialism, you know, working with other agencies, or you think about your clients, you know, we've got a client, e-commerce company, shifting towards more and more sustainable fashion. And I was like, well, let's have a look. What kind of communities are out there around sustainable fashion? It's a big national and international ones, but maybe, you know, you can probably get your clients together, find a few others, get some other partners, and just start talking to them, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't have to be big, does it? It's just, it's just got to be the right sort of fit and feel. That's a good, good, good point. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud here. I think, you know, and I touched this at the beginning. Um, for some, some, some businesses out there. Some, I mean, I'm, we talk about agencies, but for some agencies, maybe their community, uh, their their kind of approach to community might well be where you know where they're geographically based, and maybe something that aligns to their purpose. So I don't know. You're based in the South Coast in Bournemouth. You know, you're you're a big believer in you know um, the environment. And so you build a community around, you know, keeping the sea clean and, and, you know, and you build a community around, you know, ultimately, you know, you created your agency to help the environment and your community is actually doing that work. Yes. On one hand, it doesn't have to be necessarily your target audience, you know, a retail community or, a you know, an automotive one or a job role or a skill set, it could be just something that aligns to the business purpose, couldn't it? It could be anything, really. Yeah, I, I think so. There's so many different ways, you know, it's about the stages of business, the types of people in business, there's, you know, different kind of departments, marketing, CEOs, you know, we like a lot of stuff with tech leaders themselves, because, you know, they're the ones ultimately, you know, who are going on this journey. So we, you know, do tech leader insight reports and things like that. But yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. The, the, there's a, there's a, so many different ways to do it. I think one of the things is be democratic and be willing to don't just don't just don't want to own it necessarily. You know, yeah. you can shape that community. But if you sit there saying this is our community, you know, it's going to be done like this. You know, I think ours has been a much more of an organic journey. Like actually, yeah, come in, help. I haven't got a crew on funding and finance. Can you be our funding and finance for the tech community lead, please? Because yeah. you know, take me on a journey. You know, so give away stuff, get other people doing things. And that's that's been so that's been a big moment for us because otherwise it would have probably just been, you know, it would have been slower and a bit more narrow and defined and not as vibrant and, and random sometimes. You know, actually be willing to say a community is community. You know, if you haven't got, if you can't give other people ways to have roles and ownership, it's not a proper community. You know, otherwise it's yeah. just one thing. You know. you know, another another good one. I'm sure you've seen this as well. Um, so I, I had certainly had a few clients. In, in fact, in the early days, I think we we used to always. Uh, sort of encourage people when we first started doing our non-exec work to do this as well it's and it's probably more important now than ever which is to create communities around talent in your area so you know one of my clients would uh, did something called uh, um, I think it was I want to say the words now uh, WMG web meetup Guildford you know like so they would yeah. create a whole community of anyone that worked in the internet whether it be a brand or an agency come together just meet you know like-minded people and again yeah. ultimately you know they're trying to necessarily yeah. find employees but through that network yeah. you think, i think that's really key yeah you think about the talent crunch so a lot of tech companies we talked about right now so i talked to tech company the other day they've lost three people in the last month one to spotify one to GoDaddy, doubled their salary and gave them shares and, and another huge one and they're like what the you know what are we going to do about this and it's like We've got to work even harder at community because you know those people are still sitting there and they're, they're now earning lots more. But you, you know those big corporates are going to keep doing that. And in terms of talent and people, they're only going to be part. You know, you've got to have an amazing culture. But you've got a really interesting scene. You've got they've got to see what is going on and all the other stuff, the festivals, the other things. And you've got to be part of something. You know, the salary is key, but there's so many other factors. And actually, you know, when everyone is facing that, and agencies are facing that. 
you know, we want, we've got to bring people into this, uh, into this sector and show them, wow, this is the place to be. We want to be with British based, you know, agencies, flexible working, et cetera, et cetera, because it's part of something, part of something special. And if you're yeah. communities, running communities, that's got to be part of it because otherwise, you know, you will just lose people to big corporates overseas, you know, and they'll just, and it'll be just a talent drain. So I think community has a role to play for talent for sure. You know, we've got to get over this hurdle. It's still there, even despite the work of some, you know, just viewing everyone else in your specialism, in your sector as a competitor. You know, yeah, I see that in some in some areas. You know, we've broken down loads of barriers at agencies, but this it still happens. And it's like you've got to work together. Yeah, why not talent pool, etc. We've got to work together. Yeah, it's true. I think agencies, I think, are exceptionally good at that. I think you know. Uh, I think I wrote an article the other day saying how, you know, I think my, you know, my inner circle, my six best closest friends were all competitors, you know, who all gravitated together. And I'm sort of grateful almost for that experience. And I do think agencies are a particularly, particularly good at, at that, I would say, and probably maybe tech world is as well. But I think definitely agencies, because the nuances are, are there, like, it's very hard to find two identical agencies, because there's always someone at a different stage a different sector slightly different type of people different culture so i think there is always ways for people never to be so threatened and actually even if you are identical i think i said this this week in a mmq master uh, mind group even if you are identical i've seen so many examples of identical businesses going hey listen there are competitors but they're also really good and what well, we're full up right now you know and refer business yeah. I mean, worked in consultancy for the last 10 years. I'm not so sure it's quite the same. I think like, I think there's no, it's a, maybe a slightly different approach. I've been quite started off with that mindset, but learned very quickly that not all sectors are like that. I think I'm, I think if you're in an agency boundary, you should be really grateful that you have that because I miss it. I think when I have Blue Halo, I think the, that ability and also the kind of a lot of integrity as well between competitors. Like if someone I knew was a friend, you know, who a client approached me, I would always talk to them first. I wouldn't just take a client, you know, and ruin a relationship. And more yeah, often yeah. would lead to something positive. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, you're right, definitely around, certainly around, and I think in tech world, probably the same, because they're probably not all the same, are they, as well? They're yeah, right. I, think, I think it's the same in tech world. Most, that's more around things like equity and IP. That's when they get a bit nervous, because you know, there are tech leaders out there who, get it and are willing to sort of, you know, sell equity to go on a journey. There are others, you know, who are a bit more guarded around that. It's some really interesting conversations we've had this week around that in terms of mindset, in terms of growth mindset in tech. Um, and there seems to be two or three types around that. You know, but in terms of the sharing the knowledge, they're very happy to sort of share the journey stuff. It's just when they get to the, uh, you know, doing the deals and, and the, 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 yeah. the tech, you know, because there's a lot of big companies sweeping, you know, swooping around on the smaller ones. Yeah. I think the other thing is, um, is your clients, you know, we've rebranded uh, in a kind of uncertain time with, you know, economic uncertainty. And we've actually, when we sat down, thought, no, we are going to keep doing this. We are going to rebrand, complete company name change, everything. And let's use it to reunite our clients with us and, our, you know, as a community. You know, put them at the heart of it. You know, get have a launch event. Brief them in advance. You know, our, we've shifted to kind of really wanting to work with positive impact brands only. So we're saying no to certain types of companies now. But all yeah. our clients, we've made that very clear. We will to work with you because you're a really interesting tech company doing amazing stuff in biotech or you're a science part doing amazing stuff over here or yeah. whatever it might be. So they've kind of like rallied and responded to that. So we've, we've brought them in closer just at a time of when agencies should all be doing that, right? Um, as we enter the, you know, an economic kind of interesting period. So we've used a rebrand rather than just we've rebranded, this is us, this is our values, we've got all that, but it's more about having those conversations re refreshed and renewed with our clients. So this is what we're about. We want to go on a journey together. It's all about, you know, the, the trailblazers, positive impact brands. You know, the Southwest is the coolest place to do amazing tech, to do amazing comms. Let's go and smash this together. And actually the response to that has been bloody brilliant. Yeah, you're right. This is the time. This is the moment. Yeah. You know, and, and that I think that's a really valuable, really valuable point, I think. You know, it is an uncertain time. You know, there is a lot of, um, you know, potential disruption to business as normal at the moment out there. And, you know, and it, actually, to be fair, I think relatively most people I've seen have been reasonably unscathed. I think there's an element of commoditization in agencies that's happening. But <clears throat> but but absolutely, like if there was a time to start building a community to build and forge ever closer relationships. In fact, I did a talk the other day on 
um, it was like 14 tips to recession-proof your agency. And one of them was an interview I did with Phil Jones, who said in the 80s when they had their, you know, their market corrections and recessions around then, he said it was the community of agencies that got them through it. It was the the, you know, it was the fact they all came together. And, he, you know, he said that was one of the main reasons. All the people I think he worked with got through the recession who, who in this community. So I think communities, I think you're dead right. I think if every, anyone's thinking about it, it's probably a good time to, to start to build one. Because I think if people go through, you know, difficult times together, there'll be a shared memorable experience of doing that. The fact you were there mm-hmm. offering support when things were difficult. Um, yeah, I think it would have a positive impact, actually. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, COVID was the thing that, that, that Textile Face exploded out because that was our moment. You know, oh, crikey, we're all stuck at home across this long, thin peninsula, you know, from Cornwall to Bristol, Bath, Cheltenham. Uh, how do we talk to each other? Oh, look, there's this thing called Tech Southwest. That became the community just because we just, we were, we were just, it was just, you know, luck, really, timing. So the membership tripled, you know, we went right up during that time. Yeah, I think, and that's quite interesting because, um, the um like when you talked about the growth in the early days you said you managed to grow quite quickly and i remember with <clears throat> excuse me um with agency with agency uh, nomics you know we we grew quite steady but it was covid i think that helped because everyone was suddenly more lonely online isolated and but i would say to to everyone as well that it, you know it's like working in agencies it, it is the you know b2b marketing which is what we do in service marketing it, it's a long game right there it's something that keeps on giving. You know, the, the work you do today will pay you back years to come. And I think with the agency, you with the community, sorry, you can't just go in and think, right, six months, I'll have a community of a thousand people. You know, it's going to take a long time. It's probably going to take at least three years. And I think there's probably even like a certain number <clears throat> where it doesn't work. Like you might say the first two or 300, you get no engagement or it's very disparate, it, you know, it, and then it hit. I remember we hit a tipping point, and I think actually, to be fair, the number was around. I want to say the number was around two hundred, where suddenly it started to work. And then I think when we got to seven hundred members, it really started to self-regulate because otherwise, yeah. it was like we had to drive everything through. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you know, it's it's still something that's you know we have to work really hard at to keep the engagement going. But I mean, it's yeah. I think it's don't, don't everyone out there just go think you can just do this. It'll work in three months and. And you'll have to. It's a, it, yeah. it's a bit by bit journey, isn't it? And then you, you know you can go back and rewrite that narrative a bit. And say, oh yeah, it's this amazing upward curve. But of course, you know when we we launched awards, you know annual awards, first year eighty nine entries for twenty categories. You know it's not great, yeah. really. But then this year we've got over three hundred. So it's like okay, wow. it was worth starting. And off we went, you know, and other things we started probably back then and have fallen away and we've forgotten about that didn't work out. You know, so you've got to try for these different things. But it does yeah, it is. I do love I do love that you've done the awards. I think that's a really smart thing to do as well in the community. Yeah, yeah. November the 10th, Bristol Aerospace underneath the Concord. When people come in, they, they come into the Metzenine, our guests, and they will walk through Concord and then down into our, our zone where we're going to have a gaming area, of course, because you know, they're all techies, right? And then, you know, we don't want to just do the sit around and DJs, all of that. It's, it's got to be fun. It's got to be different. So, well, yeah, you. You, you know your demographic is more technical and we know that from what I remember from my own technical team they do love gaming you know there is a there is a, a persona you could create there they like often like motorsports quite 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 clear you know motorsport are definitely gaming you know and I think um, the fact that you tapped into that and they've and then you've now you know made that part of the experience and that's I think it's important to understand your community personas and yeah. what's meaningful for them in terms of brand experience as well yes, I think the brand experience is really interesting and actually the things that work for us you know you can do a round table you can do a talk you might get a lot of people you might get a few people we put on an esports event with a local college who wants to shop at a new digital data center 16 companies 200 pound entries sold out in two days we had a waiting list you wow. know uh, so now we've got 80 companies taking part in, in five venues at an esports festival next year which mm-hmm. you know been a brilliant journey for, for us but you know that that's because we put fun at the heart of it you know covid is not that long ago and actually people just wanted to get together gaming took a bar over around you know around the corner and just talk you know and um, so the things that have, have really worked have been don't deliver too much to your community give the community the space to have fun to talk you know it's the bits in 
know, the conversations are really, really valuable. So if, you, if you're creating a community as an agency, don't just stand there and talk about yourself. Don't at all, especially not at the start. Just give the platform and the opportunity for people to connect and have fun. You know, we're, we're desperate for human interaction right now, I think. And they're, they're the things that actually have really driven the community and, and the ideas and the connections and all the good stuff that happens. Yeah, I, I really like the fact that you've, you know, it's, although I would probably describe your community as more regional than maybe hyper-local, I yeah. think it's important to, you know, for those for those people listening who have agencies all around the country, you know, you can still, you know, do these things. It doesn't have to be national, right? And actually national it can be a lot harder to manage because yeah. geography is difficult, although most, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that national piece, you know, we're just starting that with Tech Southwest and Program Combined, almost because of we've got the agency Nomics network. So so our, so the next insight report, our tech leader insight report, the program we're gonna do, we've teamed up with Climbing Trees over in East Anglia, and we'll get oh, one more probably from Manchester. It's like, because the last year we did it as a regional report, we interviewed loads of techniques in the Southwest. Let's go national, but do it from a way built up from the grassroots with like-minded agencies who want a bit of fun with it and learning with it as well. So, you know, so we're doing it step by step um, as an agency. Um, you know, COVID has been a massive help from that because everyone was thrown home and started looking around and seeing all these great agencies scattered all over the place and didn't all have to be in London. To, yeah. to, to some of that stuff. It's interesting, you know, you talk about COVID. And I think um, <clears throat> one of the things that I um, I hear a lot, it's like, you know, I, I kind of, I'm always quite sensitive to, to just hearing the same messages time and time again. And in the last, I don't know, maybe 20 years of being in business, um, I've always, uh, 25 years now, I've, I've always heard people say, oh, you know, we started in a recession. We started in a downturn. We started, you know, like, and I think... I pretty much think Cactus started in a, in a recession. And I think actually so did Blue Halo. So both my businesses did. And I think actually whether I think COVID was a good um, a trigger point for, for online communities and virtual and sort of normalizing that side of things. But I do think, you know, there is probably, this, as we said before, you know, when there is a downturn, it's always a good time because when there's a downturn, there's usually things that are, are sort of going backwards. There's usually things that are still growing. And so I think, you know, people, you know, a lot of agencies will probably start up next year because they'll see new opportunities. You know, they might look at Web3, for example, right now and go, well, there's not really a lot of current agencies moving into this space. So we've got an opportunity to move in early and start to adopt some of these things. And I, I think in the same way, I think, you know, I think a lot of communities, I do think will start in the next year because I think, as you said, people will go back to their clients, they'll try and get close to them, try and create frameworks to keep them in more regular contact. So I think it's really, it's actually something that's come out of this conversation. Yeah. You know, don't look at it as a bad time to start something. Often it's the best time. No, no. And, and if you want to be on it and learning and picking up signals, you know, now more than ever, how do you do that? You don't do that just by looking in with it as a business and sitting doing what you've always done. Yeah. Get out and actually being part of a community, picking up, you know, the tech community, an agency community, whatever. That's how you hear things, pick things up, and see, start to see trends, and go, "Oh, your third person has mentioned that's happening to you in the last two weeks." Okay, that's interesting, you know. So for us, that that's you know, and I think if the community isn't there for you, you know, because we tried joining communities at the start, and they weren't quite there. They weren't, yeah. they weren't giving themselves a local chamber or whatever, you know. Um, but actually, finding the right community, if you can't build your own, you know, that's, that's what we've done. So one, one, just quick last question. Um, the technology platform that you use for your community what 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 how do you do that what you know obviously at agency nomics we use the mighty networks platform yeah yeah so it's really interesting so we um we don't we have a website we have a uh, southwest tech daily uh news site and we are going to be launching a platform next year um so we, we don't we just do it through will, that, will you try and source one or yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking at that now and looking at Mighty Networks and others, uh, and but doing it in a quite an open way, in, in a way, talking to other organisations, saying, do we just create a platform for one organisation? Do we create a platform for the Science Parks, the Tech Exeter, the Digital Plymouth, the Tech Southwest? We can all sit on there together because that will be even more. It's, it's a pain to get the conversations going and people do sort of think about, oh, keep away from my, hang on a minute, how's that going to work? But actually, that's... Yeah, I, I would say to you, I mean, we've just, because of Agency Coin, obviously... Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, its ability to be more, let's say, Web three fluid. Discord is is probably one of the the, the nicest ways to do. It. I mean, I'm sort of rebuilding the community for coin holders right now in Discord, and and yeah, it's you know, I think there's 
you know, there's still a, a, probably an adoption in different set tech. But if you've got a lot of gamers, which you have, then they'll all use Discord. So oh, I yeah. certainly would consider that. I mean, I could pro possibly even see us in the long term. Not There's no short term plan here, but, you know, actually migrating to, to Discord, I see it as a very forward, you know, future facing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the Gen Zs are using Discord. And so I think, you know, the future employees and agencies are going to be much more comfortable. Pressure. If you're running a community for the tech, you've got to get the tech right every time. Every, yeah. award, every event, every choice of platform, every software. Yeah. It can't be rubbish. <laughs> it's got to be good. Yeah, but I like the way that in Discord as well, like you can, you know, you can sort of lock down certain groups, give it special access to people. You have general communities, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's like a pimped up slack, I think. And it actually, you know, for me, there's probably a lot of cross features, but I think some of the, you know, the integrations around loyalty for us and coin, it, it works really yeah. well. So, yeah. 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 And I think that's what I'm saying. We're looking at, you know, we've built the community first. It's ironic in a way for, for, for tech. And now we're deciding what tech we're going to use to, to sort of set them free online rather than just the events program and the other things we do and all that kind of stuff, you know? So, so yeah, all part of the journey, but again, another great one to, kind of be working with other companies to help us with that as well. Yeah, amazing. Dan, thank you so much for your time today. I will put the, the links to uh, Tech Southwest and to uh, to to program in, in the notes so everyone can check you out. Um, I guess they can find you on LinkedIn as well, of course. Yeah, you can find us on LinkedIn. Yeah, you can find us three o'clock, six o'clock this afternoon at a retro gaming bar, four quarters. We've taken over that. So we've got 50 or 60 tech people in the room playing Asteroids and Defender and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that, um, but yeah, yeah, we're around. The program agency, you know, it's, it's, the new, it's the new us and we're really excited about that. And uh, yeah, and if you're into tech or comms or, you know, surfing or anything else like that, you know, we are, we are here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say a quick shout out to Jenny Plant. Thank you for your kind words. And hi to David Jemison as well. Thanks for listening in, guys. And yeah, that's it. Uh, for this episode, that is a wrap.